Welcome, everyone, to the .NET MAUI podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and, of course, .NET MAUI. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. Yeah, and I think we're blending in just even more .NET stuff, you know? I think that's one cool thing about the .NET MAUI itself, right, is that it's part of .NET. So when there's actually .NET news, we're also going to bring that to you, too, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole it's I don't want to rebrand it as the dot net podcast. That's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that's the whole point of dot net six is that we are dot net. Maui is part of or Xamarin is part of dot net now. It's yeah. all one happy world. And there so, are a lot of dot net podcasts. In fact, we'll talk about a way for you to find dot net podcast later on. The podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, James, you yeah. were ahead of me. Oh, you were. Um, Sneaky. <laughs> I am on it. Well, let me tell you, uh, David cannot join us. Is on his holiday break. I'm going to wish him a happy holiday. And all of you, happy holiday. You can't see Matt, but he has his holiday Christmas tree up I right do. now. It's very lovely. Yep. Bringing cheer to my office, which who can't have more cheer? I definitely have a lot of cheer. Now, people can't see this, but it is pretty much at the brim of your ceiling. Now, what I was really hoping yes. for is for it to... To, to actually like, you know, bend like it's so it big. Does. It does. So if you can look really close, James, I don't know if I can see this. So at the very top, there's like this little looks like a crown. Yes. Of, of little like Christmas ornaments. That's actually a wreath that I put over the top. So you can't see the bend in the tree. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it looks like you have it. You have t- tiny vaulted ceilings, right? So they're like little yeah, vaulted. Yep. It's at the yep. vault. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. So, we put up our holiday tree. Uh, uh, yes, well, this last weekend we put the ornaments on, which is fun. Me and my wife every year we alternate uh, buying ornaments. Uh, however, this year we I thought it was my turn, but I guess it was her turn. <laughs> but we both bought them. Mine hasn't come in yet, but we we do that kind of unveiling of the ornament and stuff like that, which is kind of <laughs> nice. fun. So that way we just don't buy a bunch of ornaments. Like the first holiday was there was like one ornament on the tree. So mm-hmm. now we have a bunch uh, on there as well. And, and of course, some family members give you ornaments and stuff like that too, right. which is kind of nice. All right. That sounds fun. We went the opposite direction. We had a bunch of ornaments, then we got a cat, and now we don't have any ornaments on a tree because we don't want to tempt him to yes. climb the tree. So and swat them all down. Lights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We just have lights. I like that. I like that. Well, let's get into the news. Literally, as we were recording this, a new drop of .NET MAUI is happening, including a new drop of Visual Studio 2022 17.1 Preview 2, which is very, very exciting. I've been waiting for it to update in my feed so I can get it over here. But by the time it's out, it'll be out and live. So this means .NET MAUI Preview 11, because a new preview happens every month, and we literally talk about it every month, is happening. <laughs> this is a cool one, though, because there's actually a lot of stuff that's happening in, in this release. I was I was surprised. I was like, you know, I'm at everyone's going on holiday. Like, you know, whatever. Just stuff you, usually slows down. Yeah, slows down a little bit. Ah, whatever. However, the team just so much good stuff in here. There's brand new Windows control styling with the Fluent Design System, which is nice. So the, the system has been upgraded. Obviously, it's using WinUI 3, uh, but there were like older renderers and things in place. So they they updated all of them to the new Fluent Design System, uh, which means your buttons are going to be updated, your entries are going to be updated, and they're going to have that new beautiful Fluent Design, which looks great on Windows 10 and Windows 11 uh, too, which is really, really great. So you'll get to see that. And those... Does light up. You don't have to do anything. Done. 
And then this is a cool one too for desktop and, and also uh, uh, like iPad and tablet applications, which is, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did happen. We now have multi-window support inside mm. of .NET MAUI. And this is super important for desktop apps because, you know, Windows, it's w- more than one window. Right. Yeah. W- windows. It has the S at the end. There's an well, S at the end. There's a windowing right. system. And now in your .NET MAUI applications, this is a huge you know, perk, perk, especially if you're coming from Xamarin Forms, is that now there's an application.current.windows that gives you reference to all of your open windows. Um, this is cool. You just say application.current.openwindow. You give it a window, which has a page, and boom, you got a brand new window that's popped up on your desktop, uh, which is really cool. This happens uh, if you're over on Mac OS or iPad OS. Um, there's a little bit of stuff that you need to uh, update, basically, uh, to get this happening um, to enable these scenes are basically what they're called. Um, but what's nice on it is that you can, you know, test it on an iPad simulator too. And there's a video in there showing you that you can, um, you know, when you open it, it does like side by side. So you'll have like multiple mm-hmm. things side by side, which is really, really neat. Uh, and they updated the weather application to take advantage of that, which is cool. And hopefully we can update uh, an app that we'll talk about later to have multi-window support too. So I think it'd be really cool. So just so much good stuff. Oh, Matt, what? probably my favorite feature, to be honest with you, because I did it. I, I may have done it. <laughs> I collaborated with the team. I was the spearhead. And then the team took it and they went wild with it. Um, Jonathan red Peppers. Theme? Is it red theme? It's the ho- it's theme? The, it's holiday time. <laughs> it's holiday time, Matt. Jeez Louise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, they made red theme the default when you open. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh no, the templates have been completely updated 100%, taking advantage of all the brand new C-Sharp 10 features and implicit nice. usings that uh-huh. Mr. Peppers updated for .NET MAUI because I, I went in there and, and implicit usings, there's some Android and iOS ones, there's conflict, so they, they updated them, they made them all really super duper nice, and it's really cool. So implicit usings are there, it's super clean, uh, all of your file scope namespaces uh, are there. Basically, when you open it up, there's there's no more using statements anywhere. They're just, they're just there. It's 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 amazing. Um, it's good. Uh, yeah. And then they, and like I said, they, they 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 gather them dynamically, which is which is really really cool. So there's a set of default, and there is some underlying ones for iOS and Android. And they filter out ones. So there's no conflict. So if you create a button, it's it's not going to br- have a conflict between a Don and Maui button and a, and a windows button or a, an Android button, um, since things are the same. So that's super cool. Um, yeah. And it is available 17.1 preview two. you can go and get it. Or if you're on a Mac as well, you can run the, um, .NET workload install updatey thing over there. Mm-hmm. That should also um, pump it out from my understanding, at least, uh, there, um, so yeah, there's a bunch of new docs and things like that. And you, of course, take a look at their roadmap, product wiki, all that other stuff. So really cool to see going into the holidays, this happen. Really cool. Yeah, that's a nice big update for for a December update. And yeah, I like the new templates with the implicit usings. That's a nice little gift to clean up your source files to get them nice and slim down for the stuff that you don't 
let's face it, you don't really ever use anyway. Usings yeah. that you never use. So usings that you never use. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, very cool. So there's another really cool update, James, that on on your favorite website dot dot net that uh, just came out recently. Was it last week? Earlier this week? Yeah, it had to be last week. Is that dot dot net is now available in new languages, Japanese and simplified Chinese. So previously it was just English only, but now recently we can, it's multi-language now, Japanese and simplified Chinese, which is super neat. And um, so in the blog post where we go and announce that Myra Winslow actually goes through and shows what was all involved in making a website support multi-languages, which is in of itself nice to see how the mechanics of all that work. But Obviously, when something this big of a change happens, there's still a little more work to do. Some things might get missed and lost in a translation, if you will. So if you find any issues, um, let us know. Hit that little feedback button. Um, and uh, there's still more work to do as we as we push through it. So, But still, Japanese and simplified Chinese are now available on the dot, .NET website in addition to English. So, yeah, it's nice to see how, we, how we're rolling out and including more languages within there yeah this one is a super big one and uh i've been you know the entire team has been working close with myra and the and the web team on this because there's all sorts of different pieces like you were talking about going into this so it's it's nice a lot of people ask about you know translations and localization in in mobile apps also web apps you know Mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about like blazer applications too right so it's something to think about um at the, at the start of your application, even if you're just going to architecture your application to make it easier to translate down the road, um, this is something, definitely a great blog post. And, and she links to the, the globalization, localization, ASP.NET Core, which I think is super cool. So really, really cool stuff. I love it. What else is happening? Well, over in Visual Studio 2022, like I said, 17 on 1 Preview 2 does drop. But there's a whole bunch of awesome things happening for extenders of Visual Studio, like myself, mm-hmm. who recently released a fantastic theme called the Red Theme. You can get it in VS 2022. It matches the VS Code theme as well, uh, which is great. But <laughs> Mads uh, um, uh, Christensen, he has a live stream on the Visual Studio YouTube and Twitch. Uh, and it used to be called Writing Extensions with Mads. Now it is called Hacking Visual Studio, where he goes even deeper into the internal bits and interviews people under the hood and stuff like that. But during that, um, you know, as he's super involved with the community, he ended up developing uh, with others this sort of Visual Studio, um, like open source community toolkit, uh, and also... Um, this thing called the the Visix or Visual Studio, whatever it is, extensions cookbook and kind of how to get started, like a new take on on getting started, on writing your first extensions instead of like all this you know documentation. This is like the new way of doing it, laser focused on using the um, toolkits from the community toolkits that were developed live because like kind of best practices. So it's a really great way if you've ever been interested in writing an extension, definitely give it a look. I absolutely love it. And there is an entire playlist that he created on, on, on YouTube too. So not only, you know, is, is there all the back history of all the shows that he recorded, but there's all of these introductory 
um, um, videos on just building and getting started with extensions. So, and we all know Mads is very passionate about extensions. So yep. this is great to see helping more developers build great extensions. Yeah. And that whole VizX cookbook website. I mean, that's like the documentation site for making extensions. Yep. So now is it VizX or is it V6 or how do we pronounce that? Uh, What's the, I say VizX, but yeah, I so don't know if I. that's correct. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I don't know. VizX, it's, it's correct now. So now we have also Onyx, James. Now you and I were talking about this a little bit before the podcast and we we're trying to understand Onyx itself. It's a library. It's cross-platform. It's going to work on your iOS or your Android device mm. and it's machine learning. Ah, I've heard uh-huh. of that. Yes. And so what this does is that if you take a Onyx model file, get that onto your device. You can actually do um, cool things like uh, image recognition or, or classification in, in that case, um, all on device. You don't have to call out to like Azure Cognitive Services or anything like that. So it's going to be a little bit faster or probably a lot of bit faster because it's running all on device there. And so what Onyx does, if we understand it correctly, and it's is that it's, um, it's kind of, as I like to think about it, is like a wrapper around the... Um, the um, like core ML or, or TensorFlow on on the uh, devices itself. And then it gives you a nice little API that you can call in and use them with. So it makes that cross-platform. And the way it gets at it underneath the covers, it like P invokes into all this um, C++ goodness underneath. And James, how am I doing here with this? Because it's, it's, uh, it's deep stuff, right? And we we're t- <laughs> like I said, we were trying to figure it out before we went went on. So. Yeah, you know, uh, Mike over on our uh, customer advisory team, the GAT team, uh, came out with a great blog post going really in depth on the latest release of the Onyx runtime, NuGet packages. You can think of it like this: is it is basically a super high performant, you know, cross platform like ML, you know, training and you know interfacing of those libraries and you can even com- convert like other models like you know uh, pytorch models and things like that but this works across you know um, all .NET, windows linux mac and android and ios so what's cool here is that on some platforms like ios it'll use core ml on some platforms like android it'll use like the lower level um a C++ library that they have, or you can use NNAPI. These are all things that we don't really know what we're talking about, but basically you can think <laughs> of it as, you know, they're some machine learning stuff, right? Like Visual Studio uses the Onyx runtime, uh, Adobe, uh, Oracle, um, um, a bunch of other companies that are out there that are on their website that I'm looking at right now. Um, but it gives you that ability to do machine learning kind of, natively or basically super proficient over there. And the sample that Mike put out in the blog post is an application that classifies an image. So what it is, he has an image of a a dog and it's a golden retriever and it it will go off and do it. And there's this uh, website on the GitHub, the Onyx GitHub is called the Onyx Model Zoo, where it has like all of these pre-built ones. So if you're looking for languages or vision or other things like that, you can go and grab all of these different things, which is cool. So he shows how to embed uh, the the model file in there, how to you know, pick it, how to do all the stuff and, and visualize it inside of a cross-platform Xamarin Forms app, which is super cool. And that should be backwards compatible with .MAUI as well um, because, you know, those packages are. So I'm assuming, and if not, then you know, I'm sure that they're working with that team uh, to do it, which is cool. But uh, if you haven't also, definitely check out uh, in this GitHub repo that's in the blog post, which is the 
the Mobcat samples. Um, so mobile customer advisory team, um, Sweeky and uh, Alex and Mike and uh, Ben and Alex Blount and Dean, they all work on this team. A bunch of amazing people. And they have all sorts of like crazy <laughs> crazy repos. I've got like an Azure media services one working with C plus plus, um, how to work with in memory stuff, notification, hub backends, um, the Onyx thing, SAS token generator. They have like all sorts of different samples that are in there, which are really kind of cool. Um, just to kind of like look at. So definitely, you know, give it a look, uh, in general, it's lots of fun, it's fun, like hack projects that they work on over there, which is quite cool to see. Yeah, yeah. The the Mobcat team works with a lot of our customers and helps them out with mobile applications. And then on a sample a GitHub repo, they put their learnings, I suppose, on how and we yeah. can use them for ourselves. And the Onyx team is that we're going to have them on the podcast as one of our customer stories early next year, either January or February schedules, depending. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, so we're working that out. So you'll be able to hear a little bit more in depth from the people who did it and they'll be able to explain it because they're smart and <laughs> <laughs> they know this stuff. So yeah. And then James, you and I yesterday did a um, did a learn live on microservices. Yes. Which was a learn live that uh, Nish and I did, um, helped out from the .NET Conf. And so .NET Conf, all the videos are available. And I know, James, you just did that, right? You just got everything online. I saw a blog post that you did about that not too long ago. Is it- from .NET Conf? Yeah, about all yes. the videos being there. Yeah, all the videos are there, one hundred percent at Donet Conf, which you know happened, I guess, before last month's podcast. Not only did um, for Microsoft Learn, a bunch of new modules came out, so like everything was updated to Donet Six. Uh, there was a new Blazor learning path, a minimal API learning path. You and I are working on the Donet Maui learning path. Yep. Um, we're we're waiting. There's there's still a lot of changes and stuff happening. Yep. So we, we don't want to have to update it every single month for every single preview. And then someone learns something and it's, it's different. So we're kind of waiting for, you know, um, I think RC is kind of what I'm, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about. But we have a whole learning path prepped and ready to go as well. But over there, there was 83 sessions plus 20 pre-records. There were 100 sessions that you can browse through across all different topics in .NET, including... Um, all the source code, all the PowerPoints are live. And additionally, for the .NET Conf keynote and for many, many sessions, there was an application that uh, myself, uh, Nish and Neil from the team, Dan Roth, uh, a team from Plain Concepts worked on as well, which is the .NET podcast application. It's an open source, um, cross-platform application using .NET MAUI for iOS, Android, Mac, and Windows. And a Blazor application for both web um, and uh, progressive web apps. And additionally, it shows off how to build and blend .NET MAUI and Blazor together in a hybrid way, which is really, really cool with interactive elements like SignalR in there too. It uses ASP.NET Core um, for the Razor marketing page, the Blazor web app inside of it hosted. Uh, And it also uses brand new um, minimal APIs and ASP.NET Core for the backend services. And it uses a bunch of worker services that are all microservice 
bundle technologies into a new, a new service <laughs> called Azure Container Apps. And it's all open source. You can actually grab the source code, run it locally with Docker, um, which is really cool, uh, with a few button clicks. And additionally, um, you can deploy your own Azure backend in minutes too. You clone the repo or fork the repo, set a few environment variables, and it scaffolds everything out you for because figuring all that stuff for you automatically using an ARM template. But yeah, it's all available. You can take a look on there. I highlighted some of my favorite videos, like the What's New in C-Sharp with Mads and Dustin, but also Mika does an astonishing presentation on supercharging your productivity with Roslyn and AI, talking about that AI. It's all there. You can watch all the videos. It's all happening. And additionally, we'll put a link to this Microsoft Learn Live that you and I, Hanselman, Myra, mm-hmm. Galloway, Fritz collaborated on with the Learn team to do modern web development with .NET 6. And we finish it with microservices, kind of talking about the stuff right here that we yeah. use in the .NET Conf podcast application, which is so cool um, to see it all come together, um, which is really, really cool. Full circle. And on, I think it's December 16th, so like two days from now, which would be probably the day we launched this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Days in, is the launch party or after party for Learn.net Conf. Check that out. I think we'll probably have that recorded too, just in case this podcast comes out after the launch party. Totally. After party. Anyway, party. Anyways, yeah, check out the whole Learn Live series. It's modern web development on with .NET. And um, yeah. yeah, super great. There's like five or six of those out there. So which brings us now to, James, some cloud news. Dun, cloud dun, dun. news. Exactly. And one thing I wanted to talk about is Azure storage. Azure storage is always really important for us, whether we're doing um, mobile apps or just uh, even even web apps and such. Blobs, big Blobs. binary objects. And with the new uh, .NET Azure SDKs, what, um, one thing that they allow us to do is we can actually tune our uploads and downloads with them um, with, the, uh, with um, what they're calling storage transfer options. And some of the things we can do with that is that we can set like concurrency. So let's say we are uploading 10 megabytes and we can say we want to have five essential lines open to blob storage and we do that so it can go faster or just one and we can also set like maximum transfer size that we want to have open too so we don't i guess max out if we're on a phone max out our our data plan or something Mm -hmm. like that so there's a couple neat little things that they they did to uh tune their tune their um the way you can upload and download so those I was talking about uploading. Same thing goes for downloading with the concurrency and the, and the transfer size. Yeah, just some, I guess, some neat little things that they put in there and that they released. So the uh, the Azure SDK team is always innovating on their on their stuff and making things really nice for .NET developers to um, interact with Azure services. Awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Those two little, they're not huge things, but they're nice little things that make life easier. Nice. So, I love it. Yep. And now, James, we'll get to the Azure service of the month. And this one is out there, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm not sure how how uh, practical this is going to be for our listeners or for any one of us, <laughs> but it's amazing. It's called Azure Orbital. Orbital, uh, something that has to do with space. 
Yeah, it's part of Azure Space as well. And I actually had no idea this thing even existed. Now, wait wait till you get a load of this. This is actually at various uh, Azure data centers, we have satellite antennas. Okay. Up. All right. So they're co-located. And you can actually reserve time on a satellite antenna to essentially control it so you can communicate with various satellites. Well. Wow out there and then you can get once you get that data down it's automatically connected to the azure azure uh, backbone and away you go like you're ingesting data and you're going super quick why would you want to do this because satellites (laughs) are cool yeah right i mean it's amazing the portal looks just like that when you get onto the portal to to do this like the first option is schedule time or you know which satellite your like register a satellite you know like where you pick which satellite you want to register with so mainly it's aimed at like uh, companies like um like airbus has a fleet of satellites up there who have like really really high resolution and when you think about it though if you're launching satellites you also have to have the ground station Mm. um you know too you mean just can't throw a satellite in orbit you also have to have the ground station to communicate and you can do that but if you want to have it like real time and make it fast what could be better than to have like Microsoft solve the problem for you and have it hook right to the backbone of the or of Azure. So that's what this is all aimed at. It's really it's aimed at private satellite customers. But I had no idea that like NASA has public satellites up there. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And a lot of them are like weather-based satellites, but we still can connect to them and and like control them and grab like Earth-based weather photos from <laughs> anyways <laughs> for the, some the practi- reason <laughs> yeah the practical application though like if you're using you know the um the satellite if you're renting time on one of these satellites is like you can do things like um you maybe use the onyx runtime to identify like container ships like when they get in the port and say all right you know these we're going to be too backed up and we want to reroute these container ships mm. over to um you know from port of seattle down to Port of Tacoma or something like that. So it's, or maybe like fighting forest fires. So you can actually see where the fires are and you can uh, like tell the people who are fighting them to get out of there because, you know, it's going to be a dangerous path or give them the best path out of there and, and stuff like that. So, and um, yeah, so it's really what you do is you get the time series down from the satellite, throw them into like event hub or something like that. And away you go and do your thing. So, yeah, I just thought it was amazing that they actually have now, like satellite dishes co-located with the Azure data centers and they're building more and there's actually some private satellite dishes there too. So Azure Orbital. That's cool. I like it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you just gave some good examples, but you know, internet cell phone reception is not available everywhere in the middle of <laughs> right. the middle of the ocean, um, you know, in, in forests, uh, as I drive through the state, you know, and in fact, you know, if you do cross country driving, you often have that, right. I have a uh, Sirius XM satellite and I, I get, you know, music beam to my car, which is kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Most times, unless there's some crazy blockage, but, you know, I think about that, there are some really pivotal things and there are, you know, satellite phones still for, yeah. The reasons that the cell phones don't work everywhere uh, yeah. in general, you know, so tech, they don't even work half the time in the city. So, um, <laughs> or in my house, you know, so, right. yeah. so that's really like cool. Mine. That's a good, good find. Yeah. And if you're like a scientist, you rent time on a satellite to get data and then process it with Azure right away. So you, the whole thing's taken care of for you. I'll link out to a video where the 
PM in charge of orbital talks about it. And she goes through all the issues, oh. like, cause there's satellites at three, I mean, satellites are moving. The yep. earth is moving. Satellites are at different orbit elevations. And like they transfer the satellite from one antenna to another to get best reception for you and all that stuff. It's a, it's really amazing. That's crazy. So. That is crazy. I love it. Pick of the pod. You got a pick of the pod. Oh, do I have a pick of the pod? You go first, James. I'll have to think. I'm going to have to think. Pick of the pod. Well, obviously it's or- no, <laughs> orbital. No, it's uh, yeah. my pick of the pod has to be just all the .com videos. I'm just copping out here, to be honest with you. It's a holiday time. <laughs> Something to think about um, in general. I think that it's uh, it's a nice time to go watch some videos, get some rewinds. Dan, um, and of course, you know, there's so much just educational content. That's my pick of the pot, educational content. This year alone, I think the team has done a spectacular job of putting out so much new content, whether it be videos, live streams, the events, Microsoft Learn content, new documentation, um, new 101 series. I mean, you name it, there, there's something for everyone to go off and learn. Uh, .net, right? There's a new education pack. There's new interactive notebooks. I mean, there's just so much out there um, to do. So, I think that there's just a great time to get started uh, exploring uh, content. And you know, there's some great content from uh, MVPs and community members out there too that are, you know, people are always like, I want to, you know, go even further. How can I, can I pay for some stuff? Like, how do I, there's a plural site stuff. There's other stuff. Um, there's other stuff out there. Like, I think there's like a .NET mastery course. And I know Tim Corey also has a, a, a C-sharp, you know, uh, course as well. So a lot of just amazing people in the community doing awesome stuff. A lot of stuff for free on the YouTubes, but also a lot of great, you know, um, you know, curriculum almost out there uh, mm-hmm. to, to get started in, in bootstrap careers. So just a really great time um, uh, to go learn and uh, start all this new stuff. And there's just really something for everyone, no matter where they're at, their stage in their career, just getting started or or like me, you know, and, and 25 years in. Yep. Can't, cannot argue with that pick of the pod. And um, I'll just say while you're learning, install your Install the Montemagno red theme. Um, yes. On, on Visual Studio and get it. I'm going to have to do it. I have not done it. I thought it was just a James joke at the beginning. <laughs> like you were just, but it, it's a real thing. Huh? People like it. Yeah. You read me a, a comment on from, from the GitHub repo. So I'm going to try it. it. People yeah. love it. They're all about it. I'm going to give it a shot. See do what it. it is. So yeah, everybody else should give it to try it out. Red theme. It's my jam. I think it's going to do it for this week's, uh, this yeah. month's podcast. This month. This Happy year's. holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. This year's podcast. We're going to see everybody next year. Bye-bye.